listeners, and welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landold, and today we're diving into the topic of culinary divas, the women of cooking shows who fed us both delicious recipes as well as iconic personalities and quirks that made us all obsessed. Anyone who's listened to the show before knows that I share a particular love for the gay icon and queen of the Hamptons, Ina Garten. So for today's show, I invited a very special guest. He's a podcaster who co-hosts the Best Supporting Podcast. Also, he's the creator and host of the podcast, The Good Vanilla, where, quote, the chicken sock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. It covers memorable episodes of Ina's iconic cooking show, Barefoot Contessa. Listeners, please welcome to the show, Nick Kochanoff. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Did I butcher your name? No, that was perfect. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, that was so many goal. people have that I'm I'm used to it at this point too, but yes. I'm so happy to have you here. I am an actual fan of your podcast because oh, so when I found funny. out there was a Barefoot Contessa podcast, I was like, well, I'm here for that. I know, honestly, so many people, um, you know, mostly the gays and the gals yeah, have real. said... You know, it's like, uh, I, I'm surprised no one has done it before, before yeah. me. And I feel like a lot of people have thought about it. And I was just like, <laughs> well, uh, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You you took one for the team and we're really happy for it. I guess, I guess I, I, I guess I wouldn't know how to start a podcast about a cooking show. Like, I, I guess I would see maybe how that could be like a little complicated yeah because it's just a cooking show but like there are so many other recaps for other tv shows reality shows too that it's uh i don't know i feel like it's i don't i don't want to say it's the first of its kind because i don't know if there are other people out there you know recapping like rachel ray or at home <laughs> <and Lee. laughs> but um but no i'm i'm certainly like you said i'm certainly uh, glad to do it and step up to the plate because i love her so much i've loved her for so long and it's it's so easy and natural for me to talk about her because uh, because of that. <laughs> well, what I love about your show is the way you frame the episodes. You it's it's almost like is this a cooking show or is this like a delightful sitcom with a cast of characters? Because like <laughs> yes. truly, the friends that she invites onto her show, it just it's it has a. I've always tried to like pinpoint people like, well, why do you love Barefoot Contessa and Ina Garten so much? And it's it's sometimes hard for me to like put into succinct words, but it's just like a it's a vibe that she creates that is just it's it's camp. Is it camp? Oh yes. It's totally <laughs> camp. I, I uh it's it's often a hard question for me too, because I feel like the things that we love most in life, whether it's like a singer or like a movie or like performance or even in this case yeah. too, obviously like Ina Garden it's like there aren't words because it's just you know how you feel but it's hard to articulate but yeah I think people are into Ina and specifically like the world of Barefoot Contessa <laughs> because world. of just that I guess it's it's like it's when how you feel when you watch it you feel relaxed She's so aspirational, even though we'll mm. never reach like her. Oh, peak. never. I could never have a cooking barn. I know, exactly. And <laughs> but the characters that she had, like the supporting characters, the people that stop mm. by and they're, you know, she has her regulars, of course. Um, but watching her interact <laughs> with everyone is 
it's the best part of the show. Yes, yes, it is. It truly is. I, I just love, I mean, Jeffrey's like, you know, the number one in many ways, too. But, you know, you have TR and Miguel and Michael and Barbara, Barbara. her assistant. Yes, of course. And <laughs> there's that other, like, blonde lady that comes by. Oh, She's like I know what you're talking. I, yeah. I'm so bad at remembering all of her Lieberman. friends' names. I just know, I was like, oh, it's that blonde lady. Yeah, is her name, like, Susan Lieberman? I, oh, that could be I should that know sounds very familiar. I should know this. Um, but I but I don't. But uh yeah, I think that's that's just what it is. You feel at home and comforted by her show and, and a, a little bit elitist. Yes. <laughs> while still remembering that we're in East Hampton. So even though <laughs> yes. we feel but it's the perfect balance because you still feel connected to it, hmm. even though you're like laying in bed covered in Cheetos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes That's great. like what i have you ever heard the story um about jennifer garner all of that stuff that happened with the show i know that her and Ina are like buds you know what i mean like oh. i feel like she's i feel like she's been on the show and but i don't know the uh, the ins and outs no go for it i didn't know she has been on the show okay well because the only th- story i knew yeah. <laughs> i didn't know the update <laughs> i had heard and i hope it's true because i could hear it i could hear ina saying these words which is why i believe it to be true yeah. so i know one thing ina garden loves is authenticity yes and she likes to have her real you know friends and acquaintances on the show and apparently jennifer garner at one point contacted Ina Garten or the show or something and just said I would love to be on the show I'm a huge fan and apparently Ina just responded oh sweetie that is so nice but I only have my real friends on the show (gasps) which is like both shade but also she's just being real she's just keeping it real like Ina does I whoa that is nuts because I do feel like because uh, my boyfriend is a huge alias fan Mm. alias fan excuse me so I Eventually, we'll have him on the Good Vanilla, and I was—I could have sworn I'm looking at my Discovery Plus app, yeah, right now on my phone. But it says Discovery Plus is not yet available in this location, which is a lie. So I don't know why it's not um giving me the answer that I need. But I—I will say that I'm fairly confident that she was actually on an episode because I feel like I can imagine like a picture of them together. But yeah, I'd love for that to have happened. That would be such a happy thing for Miss Garner. She deserves it. Exactly. After all she's been through. I know. Ugh. Let her have her moment in the Hamptons. Yes, I think we all want that. I just, I love the, there's just, I don't know. Barefoot Contessa is a, a odd place where you could be having dinner with every, everyone from like, the woman who sells flowers in town to like another episode which is like my friend rob marshall is coming over he's gonna show me a clip from nine yes. his new movie oh, like God. <laughs> the trailer that's one of my favorite episodes but i love that they're right down the road yeah i just feel like she has access to all of these fabulous people in her life too but like you said yeah it can just be her assistant barbara and then the next episode is like lynn manuel lynn manuel miranda and emily Blunt. you know it's she really runs the gamut of like a range of guests. I also love when she does her listener questions, her Q and A's. Those are truly mind boggling. Yeah, I was like, how do we submit a question for that? Is that still a thing? Like, I right. I remember when I was younger, I was like, how do I get on Ask Ina? Because you can write an email. Right. I would definitely do a video. I would go all out. So, um, what well, also knows? Yeah, I love when like she will just completely abandon the question and just go off an entire tangent about 
nothing that is an answer to anything the person just asked her. They're like, I need a vegetable dish for Thanksgiving. She's like, I like stuffed mushrooms with sausage. <laughs> like she'll just go. What I like, you know, it's... But I do love those questions because I feel like she does like them. She's, she, she often says, uh, my favorite part is ask Ina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is it? She's such a goof. I feel like sometimes she's like, oh, my silly, silly peasant listeners. I'm not going to answer that question. I know, I know. But I, I think she enjoys it. I, I would imagine so. Um, I'm not here to trash talk, Ina. I just love that. She's, she seems like both the most lovely woman in the world, but there's like a little like, I mean, she's surrounded by gay men. And I just feel like there's just a wink of shade to her, but in a way that I, I'm obsessed yeah, I feel like one of my guests that I had, um, my friend Robbie Roselle, I think it was him who said this, that, that she basically is a gay man. You know what I mean? Yes. If you really like strip down to the qualities that she you know, exudes and uh, her just like her fabulosity and like living in the Hamptons and everything that sort of comes with that Barefoot Contessa package. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, if I ever saw her on the street, like, I, I'm bad with that anyway. Like, if I ever saw someone, like, like that I just idolized, I, it's hard to oh. just walk up to someone, I feel. I don't know. I would get so mm. nervous. And then everyone around me would be like, you should say something. And I would just, like, self-destruct, I think. I feel like there are only, like, certain celebrities I would feel comfortable doing that with. And it would have to be someone that I just know is notoriously, like, the nicest person in the world. Yes. You know what I mean? Because the last thing I need is Ina Garten, like, popping off at me and breaking my heart. Not that I think that would happen, but I know. God forbid. Or even if she said, like, I'm so sorry, I can't right now, or, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, would, it would destroy me. I would be like, oh, yeah, of course, and then just, like, walk into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, okay, so I could talk about Ina Garten the entire time, yeah. um, and that could still happen. We'll see. <laughs> I, I am interested just in the idea of, I know for me, I was what I call a, like, Food Network slash HGTV gay when I was, like, a mm. child. Like, when I was, like, a, a middle school, a weird middle schooler, like, rushing from the bus to watch Trading Spaces yes, that's what and Barefoot Contessa. Yep. Now, were there, are there any other culinary women that you love? Like, maybe not as much as Ina, but in a different way? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, as far as like going back to like the middle school years, like I think I talked about this on a previous episode too, but like that lineup of like, it was like Paula Dean and like, uh, not in this order. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to mess it right. up, but like Ina and then maybe a pioneer woman after it. And then mm. Rachel Ray in there somewhere as well too. But yeah, I feel like it started at three or four o'clock. Um, but I know yeah. it was always at four, like at least in my high school years. Like I feel <laughs> yeah. like, and sometimes there would be a double episode of Ina, which was like, oh, yes, that, was, that was a good day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, the pioneer woman, I love the pioneer woman. I love her husband, lad. I think he's so sexy <laughs> and like mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor kids that have to wake up at like 4 a.m. on that. Jesus like, Christ. It, I, yeah. I would riot. I would. <laughs> but maybe it's all they've ever known. So they just, they like it. Who knows? I just what I love about Lee Drummond is that she she's like I'm gonna make some fried chicken and take it down to Lad and the kids. It's just like what are you doing, ma'am? I know. What are you doing with your casseroles? All these casseroles. Cook, excuse me. Yeah, it's like um, she's like I'm gonna make some potatoes and like she's such like a Midwestern gal too. So like I love when she like leans into like 
the ranch farm life of it all, <laughs> right. I guess. Um, but I do enjoy her. I also really love Nigella Lawson. And I thank you. I was, I was oh, just about to bring her up. I mean, she's because to me, she is like too, the yeah. twin uh, obsession with Ina Garten. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel like she is. She's like the sensual version of it. Yes. Of of Ina too. But I I find her really relaxing. I I love hmm. her lifestyle. That's sort of like I'm a mom, but I live in London <laughs> and have this like you know I zip around town, but I still eat like you know <laughs> leftovers at my fridge at one thirty a.m. <laughs> yes. What I love about Angela Lawson because I I don't know. I don't know if different TV schedules or whatever, but I always remember distinctly that it would be Barefoot Contessa and then Nigella Lawson was on right after Barefoot Contessa. And it was a great hour of television mm. because you get like Ina with all of her like fabulous gaze and all of her quips and all of her like, you know, little chuckles to the camera. Yes. And then suddenly you get Nigella who just everything she says is, is poetry. Sexual. Or yeah. just she just had this this air about her like it's like what I love is a real <laughs> lemon a lemony chicken and just, but I, I don't like persnickety food it was just like it's like the way she talked about food was so fascinating to me and she was not afraid of she it was really funny because you would see Ina Garten be very very opinionated about things that are should yes. be in the kitchen and not in the kitchen. But then he would have Nigella Lawson right after going like, I don't mind a dried herb. I love dried herbs. I keep them in the pantry all the time. I know. Like, well, what would Ina say? It's true. What would Ina do? But yeah, with Nigella, it's like that what I love is <laughs> she's she would talk about like she would be I remember there was like something about like yolks and she's like this glorious uh, yellow emulsification. Yeah, she's like globs of sunshine in my bowl. It's She I just, has a like, lemon risotto that I made recently ooh. that is heavenly. It is one of the most delicious things I've ever made in my life. That sounds real good. It's very lemony. So it is like if you don't just absolutely love lemon, I would say look at her recipe and maybe take out like half a tablespoon of the lemon juice. But I love lemon. Um, yeah, and I she talked about she's like I could eat it by the bowlful. And I was like, well, I understand what she means. Yeah. What else was in it? Was it like cheese and lemon, like parma- Parmesan <sighs> cheese or mushrooms? Yeah, I believe it was like Parmigiano Reggiano. It was it was lemon. It was it was there was like a heavy cream. Mm. There was, oh, it was just, I, I I mean, it wasn't very, like, it wasn't very fussy, as she yeah. let us know. Yeah. Um, But it was just, and <laughs> what I love is it was just, like, her, like, you know, um, uh, I, I like comfort food, but I also find it comfort cooking. It's like, it's just very boring. It's very monotonous <laughs> and, like, repetitive, but it's very relaxing. Sure. Just, like. Because that is basically risotto. It's like, here's yeah. a little more broth. Soak it's it up. Okay, love. let's wait a couple minutes. I love Nigella and um, that that knife that she uses, that half moon sort of like wiggle back. The Mezzaluna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it because of her. Of course, yeah. I feel like it would take longer, though. I don't know why, but I guess it's probably the same amount, right? I feel like I wouldn't have as much control. <laughs> um, It's great for like... um. I found it, it's very useful for things like basil or things like parsley or even mm. like a rose, like a dried rosemary. It's very good about grinding that up. Um, but I've tried to use it for other things. It is it is a little, 
it's a little goofy. I'm so happy I have it, just you know, for shits and giggles. But it's yeah. I was like, okay, Nigella. I can't even. But the one thing she did introduce me to that I am obsessed with is she would always have these little like mini whisks for her like <gasps> eggs and yes. things. And I bought some on Amazon and I am truly obsessed with those. I love a cute little whisk. Yes, we have some too. Yep. We love a tiny whisk. <laughs> yeah, it's so useful. <laughs> And it's that now like, to go back whiz. to oh, sorry, sorry yeah oh sorry excuse me <laughs> oh. to go back to your podcast what initially inspired you to start the good vanilla ooh that's a good question I think I guess like what I mentioned before it was always kind of in the back of my mind but I just didn't know if it would work I'm I I have quite the sorted not sorted but like I had a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast and then I had another <laughs> podcast about like movies and music that like all of my gay friends would like yell at me for not have like for not uh seeing them or listening to them so and i thought that was like in in theory it was a good idea but i and i'm I'm proud of it i'm glad that i did it it lasted for about like two years or so and Mm. i feel like once you start a podcast it's like a tattoo it's like you want to just like start another one and my like adhd brain was like let's go so then i and then best supporting podcast came along and then um finally after all that i was like i think i'm ready to do ina because solo mm. podcasts as you know it's like it's it's so hard to do by yourself like it it always <sighs> works better as a duo like i just cuz like motivating yourself and doing it every week um it's just harder to do but i think with ina it's it's always a joy to just sit down and watch an episode and take notes because it is because I like it, and I I think she's crazy and like funny, and I I always try to keep a sense of like like I have reverence for her, but like at the same time, some of the show like the shows are off the wall sometimes. Oh, they're insane! Yeah, you and you can't yeah, not yeah, yeah. talk about that. And I feel that's what like a lot of people really love about her. So I guess that's my long winded answer of saying like I I put it off for a while, but I had the idea for a while, and then I eventually just pulled the trigger in january of this year and it's it's been great now you recently did an episode about what i think is my favorite episode of the show which which is when she makes dinner for tr which is a spiral ham yes um oh what else was a spiral Uh, spiral ham ham, it was a weird recipe um though she did made homemade lemon curd she did winter vegetables and I feel like there was one other thing that I'm missing off the top of my head. There was something I didn't like just because I don't like the, I just don't like the ingredients. Oh, it was ingredient. the eggplant dip. The eggplant dip. I hate eggplants. Yeah, oh, so. I love eggplants. I Yeah, but I, I understand. It's kind of a divisive <laughs> sort of vegetable. But I also wonder if I just haven't had it. I think you might have even said this on your show. I don't know if I've maybe just never had it presented well to sure. me. Like maybe I've just had really rubbery, bad eggplant. I don't know. It's yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, it's... It has to be cooked well because if it's if it's too mushy, it's it's not the best. But if it's too hard, it's also not great. It is kind of a harder vegetable to get right. I love a good eggplant parm. I love baba ganoush. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are like my two favorites. I think. I just what I love about and you really went into it on the show in a way that I very much appreciated. She has such a. a uh, I mean, I don't want to say a sexual tension, but I mean, I'm just going to say it. Like, yep. there's a vibe between her and TR that I'm like, they definitely used to flirt in the back stock room of, of the specialty food store. 
Yeah, I, that episode specifically, it had been a long, long time since I've seen it, that episode. And there are episodes, I mean, I don't, I mean, I consider myself like a, a super fan, but there are definitely episodes that I haven't seen just because there oh, are same. so many too. And I, but I do remember it, but yeah, there, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, we said in the podcast too, that she was just under his spell. And I feel like <laughs> he is, I mean, he's so handsome. And so weren't we all, I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, you would just... I don't know. It's you're you're just compelled to do whatever he says because he's so charming. I remember when he showed up on an episode of Sex in the City once. I was like, "That's <gasps> Tr." Oh, that what is one series say? I've never made my way all the way through, but I I know enough like the broad strokes, and I've seen both movies. The second one's terrible, but the first one's great. Oh, the second one is it's so <laughs> the second bad. One is something. Yeah, it's awful. But uh, but Tr was he was he just some sort of like male model or something i picture him like at a photo shoot or something or was he in you know you're not far off i yeah. think it was a fashion show of course and i think he had That's... two lines i think he literally was just trying to um i think it was the last season i think it was the last season and he was just trying to pick up samantha's boyfriend because he thought that he was secretly oh, gay and that, I mean, it was very short Ugh, tr he really is a renaissance man <laughs> he, <truly is. laughs> he he was uh, he was just like that handsome gay man that I was like, I'll never, I'll never quite be that. And that maybe that's okay. Like maybe that's not meant to be my role in life. Yeah. I think we mentioned it in the episode too. It's like, he's the gay man or like the adult gay man that you wanted to be or thought you would turn Mm -hmm. out to be. But I don't know. So much of that is, I mean, I guess it goes, it's like the thesis for the show. It's like, it's unattainable. We're never going to be TR, you know, no. even on our best days. <laughs> but I, but again, it's like, he's fun to watch. He's charming. And um, yeah, a lot of like the styles that he like had on those episodes, because it was like the mid 2000s. Like <laughs> yeah. a lot of us were kind of copying like that. The belt, he wore like a belt one time with like, you know how you used to like, have your belt hang over. It was like a white belt. It was like made of that <laughs> sort of like, what was it called? It's not burlap, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like a Pacific like a woven? sunwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of situation. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, that is so of the time. But yeah, oh, I, did, I did a lot of things in the mid-2000s. Yeah, we all look back and cringe. I don't think, I'm happy there are not more pictures of. I know, but he still like, it still holds up with him. Like even in that episode that, we, that you were referencing with Ina and how she was sort of under his spell. Like he still looks like he could walk on the street today wearing that. Oh yeah. He's great. The looks help. Yes. He has great hair (laughs) and just like, he's, you know, he's tall and handsome and thin, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) But is he funny? I know. Right. (laughs) Who knows? Watch him be like, I'm going to get into stand up. (laughs) That's his next (laughs) venture. He's going to have a Netflix special. (laughs) <laughs> like I ghost wrote for Thirty Rock for years. That's right. No one ever knew. Ugh, I would I grow up. Well, so I do a segment with all of my guests that I I think I'm going to dive into. It's called Your Birth in Pop Culture because this is a pop Ooh. culture podcast. Um, so you have provided me with your birthday, uh-huh. and I have some pop culture related facts about the day you entered the world about what the what, gauging where pop culture was at. Oh, I love this. Okay. Um, are you fine with me revealing your birthday on yes, the air? Yes, go for it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, we're, we're practically the same age, so, like, oh, nice. obviously, okay. like... Okay, so, um, your birthday is February 4th, 1986. Mm. 
Now, uh, the number one movie in America was Down and Out in Beverly Hills, which was a comedy starring Bette Midler, Nick Nolte, and Richard Dreyfuss. Barbara, is that the new pool man? Hey! The smash hit comedy. Call 911! The critics went crazy for is now on video cassette. <laughs> Down and Out in Beverly Hills. He's gonna give that dog fleas. Starring Nick Nolte. Maybe I can help you with your headache. Bette Midler. Oh. I think I see your Richard Dreyfus. I ate garbage last night. Bring the party home. Down and out in Beverly Hills. Do you know it? Oh my gosh, I have never heard of that movie. Wowie. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. I mean, I love Bet, but uh, we love Bet, but yes. she can't save the movie. But it was number one in America, at least for one weekend. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Nick Nolte. Jeez. Oh, Nick Nolte. Uh, he was like he was like the romantic like lead. Really? To give you a sense of where we were. I feel like Nick Nolte is like I often get him confused with like Gary Busey. Like I feel <laughs> like they're the same fair. person to me. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh I know they're not, but sometimes that they have a similar roughness to their yeah, face. Yeah, rough and gruff, but still kind of I don't know, tenderness, I guess. Maybe not so much. I'll, I'll, I'll give that to Nolte. I don't know if I'll give that to Busey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With those teeth. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever thought of the word tender when looking That's at Gary true. Busey's that face. That doesn't fit. No. <laughs> um, so also, the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 was That's What Friends Are For by Dion and Friends. I do. I actually knew that fact, actually. Oh I think I feel like, I don't know, there was like something on Facebook that was like, look up the song the week you were born. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, okay. And I, I think that's a good song. Um, it's a classic. Dionne Warwick is a legend. And uh, of course. I'm pretty satisfied with it. Yeah. And this is actually a new, you're actually the first person I'm ever doing this uh, particular uh fact with on um, birth of pop culture it's a new part of the segment which was who was on the cover of vanity fair the day that oh, you entered the world that. um and it was maria shriver yes i mean that makes sense it makes sense <laughs> I, it's so interesting because I, w- I could have thought of, i mean i feel like there's dozens of other people that i would put like that i would hope <laughs> for it to be but i don't have any connection to her i guess but um, <laughs> but it's like mm, interesting yeah, I, I wish I had something quippy to, to add to that, but uh, Maria. It's Maria Shriver. She gets yeah, what she gets. That's right. She's happy for the airtime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So back to back to Ina, because yes, why not? Yeah. Um, when Do you remember when she entered your, like, your consciousness, like, when you were aware of her? Was it around, like, middle school, like you said? Yeah, I'd say for some reason in my mind, I feel like it is more high school. Uh, but I feel like when I was in middle school or like maybe freshman year of high school, it was all about Emerald, Emerald Lagasse, like Emerald Live. Was oh my like God, my a mom very was big deal in our house. And and we liked it. I mean, it was like my dad, my dad was way into it. And my mom would just kind of walk in and out of the room. She never really like sat down. Um, but my brother and I really liked it. And I guess that was like the kind of the spark of like watching cooking shows. And I, I think I remember there was a show on maybe the discovery channel or something. Oh. 
and it was a cooking show. I think it was like Great Chefs of the World or something that like sounds that. sounds right. Yeah, and I would watch that as well. But uh, to kind of go back to Ina, yeah, I think definitely high school is kind of when I settled in, like get, go, coming home from school and I guess DVR or like TiVo <laughs> or something existed at that time, but maybe it didn't. I don't know. I feel like my family was behind the times on that, but mine was definitely, we did not have, they did not have DVR until I was in college. So like, same. Was not I think so. We definitely didn't have TiVo. So you had to like catch it. You couldn't yeah. not like, isn't that crazy to think back? that you just had to watch it and if you missed well, they would, it they know. would have like a block of airtime, and then they would just repeat it sometimes and so you'd yes. be like oh at least it'll come on again at 8 30 you know it was like yes. wild yes 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 how about a different time how about you was it around the same time as well well like i said in middle school i was a weird child that would be like rushing from the rushing from the bus <laughs> i mean running from the bus to make i had to see training spaces yes on you know tlc um, and of course there was what not to wear. And I remember like, I usually, I remember I'd have to jump ship from what not to wear halfway through to make it to Ina. And then it was like Ooh. Ina, Nigella. And I think sometimes Martha Stewart was also on. So I would sometimes watch Martha Stewart. Yeah. I never and got into Martha, but go ahead. Sorry. I'm not that into Martha, but I, I was like, she was I don't, I don't even say she was fascinating, but I was just like, what a what a dry woman, what a beige woman. Yeah, I feel that people just really didn't latch onto her because, unlike Ina, who is sort of like she has that elitist quality, like she still felt like I don't know, not as uppity, I guess, as mm-hmm. Martha Stewart. And Martha Stewart really didn't. Ha- but again, I mentioned this last week on the pod, or maybe the week before. Of I like where Martha is now. I like Martha yeah. and Snoop. I love that she sort of evolved <laughs> yes. into that like sort of like stoner era of Martha Stewart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, well, it's funny with like Ina. Like, what got me into Ina? If I really want to, you know, play like. I don't know, dime store psychologist. I feel like there was something about, even before I maybe even knew all the men on her show were gay, there was something about the vibe of the show. Like, There's something about all of these men that she's always having at the house. Like, and it was, it was just, I don't know, like it was something like me in North Carolina, like in the woods, I was like, I want to be in the Hamptons having, you know, having a, a Cosmo with this fabulous woman and all of these men and like go have dinner in the garden. That's like what I want to be doing. I don't want to be here. Yeah, it seemed, I feel maybe towards the beginning, I guess, like even though there was no reason to do this, I would often change the channel if my dad was like walking through the room. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. And yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that now because, like, I look back and, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with, like, but, like, it's like your son's watching a white woman in East Hampton with all of these, like, gay men on TV cook shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I get it. But, like, that's, you know, that's my own baggage. But, I yeah, oh, there, there was yeah, something that I felt, I, I don't know, maybe I'd watch it in my room or not on, the like, the TV living room or something. But, yeah, I think there's definitely something to that. Oh, I definitely had the thing of, like, if I was watching Will and Grace, yes. I would listen oh, for the yes. footsteps down the hallway. Like, it was I, I, it was very much a changing or having, I would always have, like, the channel I was watching, and then I would have a channel ready with the, like, last channel button yes. so I could easily yes. push it and go to something. Just, like, clutched in your hand. Yeah, yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> Dark days. I know, I know, but... 
you know, no longer for us, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I watch whatever I want, baby. It's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I a day and night. Yeah. Now, speaking of, have you watched these? I think they're hilarious, but they're where people edit the cooking shows into being like dirty. Have you seen these? I have not actually. Oh my god. Okay, I'll have to send you yeah, a link yeah, to some. But is it's just, I'll tell you the one who's the easiest to make this is Nigella. Of course. Like hers yeah. are practically transcripts from her episodes. <laughs> um but they just edit together sentences that are so dirty. And but there's something about when Ina's I don't think she even has that many because it's kind of hard to make her dirty. But it's just it's the funniest thing in the world to me because just the idea of like a naughty, a naughty sexual Ina is just a treat. I love it. I think it's, you know, I we were talking before about the irreverence of Ina too. And I'd like to think she has a good, I feel like she does have a good sense of humor about herself. I mean, I don't know if she's, you know, jonesing to watch the videos of herself that these people made. But at the same time, right. you have to like, know. I'm just so curious of the, the behind the scenes. And like, who writes that stuff? I want to meet the oh editor. my god, who writes I the meet copy the editor of Barefoot Contessa? I want to know, yeah. like, do you know like what we want? Because you're totally giving it to us. It has to be a gay man. I hope it is. Or it a has woman. to be. Yeah, I, I I'd be shocked if it's not. Yeah, because that that is part of the charm, and I feel like leaning into that and giving us more of it is what makes me excited and and makes me laugh ultimately too like the stuff that they keep in like what was left on the cutting room floor like ugh, i just i wonder yeah i do i feel like with ina back in the day if i said i loved ina garten there was a time where people would go ugh, i really don't like her like and they would i'm like oh why like oh she's just very it's very like uppity and very yada 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 and i would always like fight it of course and they're like why i still like her but i feel like now there's been like a turning of the tide with ina garden and now if i mention her i usually get someone saying oh i love her so much so i think people came around understanding ina more over the years that's a really good point actually because i feel i mean we we've known it all along but i wonder what really what was it like what events or what appearance, or like, I just don't know what, I guess it's just like consistency, which I love, like, yeah. just like putting out the same, you know, a good show, and writing a good denim book, shirt, of course, and like, accidentally sort of developing this brand, and this sort of, um, I don't know, it's like, sense of humor, I guess, if you want to call it that, about her show, I think... <laughs> I think that's what people have sort of found and latched onto within like, like you said, like really recently, I feel like maybe within the last five years or so, she sort of catapulted herself into the stratosphere. Yeah. Well, I don't know when this was, but I remember she did a segment on Seth Meyers show yes. where they just went day drinking together. Yes. Yes. And I, I was like, that. well, this is perfect. Yeah. He was adorable. I feel like she wasn't as, she wasn't drinking as much as I wanted her to, but like no. she was still pretty drunk, which I love. So, um, yeah. I she was like definitely drunk. I definitely was like, look at Miss Garten uh, being a little sloppy at the last bar they went to. Yeah. And I feel like, like we were talking with Jennifer Garner, or we're not talking with her, I wish, um, talking about oh. her. People, a lot of celebrities really love her um, and like A-list celebrities too. So it's like, it's like this sort of rite of passage now too that, 
you know, she had that special with Melissa McCarthy. She did this other thing with Stanley Tucci. It's like, it's all within, it's all the people that I want to see her interviewing or like having as a co-host on her show. Wait, she had a special with Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, it was called... I've not seen this. I did it on my podcast a while back. Um, so it was uh. it was definitely... I can't remember what it was called. It was like Cocktails and Conversation or something like that. <laughs> and it was like... It was on Zoom, which is sad because quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Melissa McCarthy and her just like chatted and like Jeffrey came by. Jeffrey looks <laughs> so old now, but it's, you know... <gasps> Jeffrey! Know, he's so great. But And there's a new show coming out fairly soon i think um it's oh. called like uh, be my guest i think that's what it's called with Ina. so it's it's gonna be more uh. i'm hoping like a-list guests like this that uh you know interesting people that she's met along the way and it just keeps getting better it's like onward and upward for her i love it oh my god also what if, and i i it's you know when you find something online and you're obsessed with it but then you forget to save it and you can never find it again. Okay. I do know that so, feeling. Yes. What is there something <laughs> Ina related? I'm like, it is, is Ina there? related. Um, and maybe you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, it's it's one of the it was I was like I was laughing so hard, I was just like my sides were hurting. I had to like read it in like increments. It was this it was this like article that reframed the entire show of Barefoot Contessa. Um, and it was basically saying, like, you should get really drunk and imagine the show through the lens that we're about to, like, present to you. And it was like, imagine Barefoot Contessa, but it's Ina Garten, but Jeffrey actually, like, died, like, in the 60s, like, back in the day, like, when they were still a baby couple. And she is, she lost her mind. And the entire show is actually nothing. She's talking to no one. And all of her friends and guests are actually the people that work at the mental health um, institute that she is at. And then just imagine her, like, chopping tomatoes, and she's just talking to the wall. Oh, my gosh. I love this, like, bizarro (laughs) world of Ina Garden. Just I like wonder. a deranged woman be like, I like to use Roma tomatoes. Yeah, don't even think about <laughs> using that store-bought lemon. Um, I am very intrigued by this. I wonder if I can like put out the bat call to find this. So you said it was an it article or a video or both? It was just a, it was just a written article. It was, you know, it, but it was just so delightfully funny or i in the moment i watched me reread it and it's not as great as i remember i might be romanticizing it but it was just so odd and just the absurdity of this crazy ina garden i just i don't know it it was it was being i felt like i was being pandered to and it worked in the moment exactly i feel like it it fits in that like block of sense of humor that most Ina Garden fans would agree with it's yeah it's like how can we take it up a notch to turn up the volume as Ina would say on her shows I love that in the words of Emerald Lagazzi why don't we I kick know. it up a notch yes exactly <laughs> oh Emerald oh Emerald you know it's funny like my mom I loved Ina Garden or I love Ina Garden and she was like ugh I'm more of a Rachel Ray girl and my mom is very much a Rachel Ray girl um, but there's something about Rachel Ray that I just it's it's funny how people say how do you connect to Ina Garten because I have the thing with Rachel Ray where I'm like I don't know how people connect to Rachel Ray because to me I find her 
you know, not to get um, shady, but a very exhausting personality to watch on yeah, the regular. I I have similar feelings. I never I I think she's fine. I think she's she fine. was she's the definition of like the everyday girl. Like I and I think that's why people <laughs> really latched onto her. That like rasp in her voice really gets me though. Like I <sighs> yeah, can't because her voice like at one point in time was like shredded. And I was like, I just <laughs> need you to go. I need you to rest. I need you to You're not like, are talk. you Julie Kavner's long lost niece? Like, what <laughs> yeah, is going exactly. on here? I just, she's one of those girls that like talks a mile a minute and her vocal cords are just <sighs> shredded. But I, I would watch 30 minute meals. I, but it was always <laughs> sort of like, I don't know, like the runner up. It was never anything I was running towards. Yeah. Sometimes she makes like, I think I said this on the podcast last week, like, I don't know, like cheeseburger, macaroni and cheese. Yes, you know, like, it's exactly like it. ground meat and like mustard and pickles and ketchup. Or some sort of street taco. Yeah, it's like stoner food. Like, I just don't understand <laughs> yes. yeah. what what her game is. And I know she had a talk show <laughs> What's as her well. Game? And, and I, oh, I also heard she's just like an asshole. So it's. <gasps> oh, no, I did not hear. I, I did not know like that. And really, I don't have any like proof or evidence but i feel like <laughs> but a rumor's mind, enough for me i've read an article or two that like she's <laughs> yeah. hard to deal with but who wouldn't be you know i feel like every celebrity's an asshole minus like tom hanks and Ina Garten, maybe it's so funny like the celebrities that people try to call out and i'm like well are we gonna cancel them for just being a bitch sometimes yeah, <laughs> like can't I, we all it's be hard. like i remember when anna kendrick yeah, got like dragged because yes. like she's kind of rude to um uh clothing uh, you know associates at stores i'm like well, may, I don't know. <laughs> like, is that a crime? Yeah, I it's mean, not great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, there was something about like she wouldn't talk to the person who worked <laughs> the store; only her assistant would, which is obnoxious. Unless like <laughs> she was great. like, I have to send this email on my phone. I am so sorry. Do you mind talking to my assistant? That's all that needed to be said. So sure, I've kind of gone off Anna Kendrick because of it, though. It's like in the back of my mind, and I wasn't like standing and anna kendrick at the same like i pitch perfect is fine she was fine and into the woods like it's she was fine yeah she was fine like i mean honestly the only thing i ever like loved her in was up in the air oh she is good in that she got nominated for an oscar for that. that yeah i think that that was like peak anna kendrick and i'm trying to think of other things too she was in that movie well, actually Camp. i oh. lied the best thing i ever saw her in was this hbo show she was on called love life oh and it well, things on last year um and, and she was very very good but you know she's that kind of person like if she got canceled i'd be sad but i'd also be like uh, that's i'll be okay yeah i don't I wish her well. I don't. I don't yeah. have any feeling about it. I guess she's fine. <laughs> I do think she has a great voice. I, I sure. Gonna, oh yes. I don't think she's a Cinderella though. She like if she was Little Red's age, she would be Little Red. Oh, she's such a Little Red. Yeah, she's a little bit like she's like has such great like placement and like really is more of a belter anyway. I feel mm. than like I don't know who are you gonna get in there. I like liked seeing Pfeiffer. her do something new, but it was like. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know who else I would have cast in that role, though. Like, who? The only other person I could think of, but they were, like, a little too old for it at the time, was, like, an Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I wonder if Anne has that, like, facility in her voice, though. Does she? She does. 
I guess so. I would love to hear her sing it. Like, I just don't believe she can do it. But I do know that she's great. There's a great video, if you've not seen it. Mm-hmm. It was, um, she did a concert version of the musical Carnival. Oh. Uh, which is like a very hard soprano score. And okay. she sounds amazing on it. And it makes me so sad that the only musical we have with her is, you know, Les Mis, where she's hyperventilating on pitch. You know, like, yeah. it's like, I want a prop. I have this dream. Do you know the musical Ragtime? Of course. I think she'd be a, a lovely mother. I, I think she say, could yes. really do that. Ooh. I actually have an entire dream cast for that show. Or Back that, to Before movie. would be great with her. Do you, who is the rest of your dream cast? Do you mind sharing? If you remember. Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm sorry, Ina, but just for one second. So, <laughs> Ina as mother rag and Ragtime. <laughs> she might love, and Ina would probably love Ragtime. Um, my dream cast is Mother of Anne Hathaway. Father would be Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Tata would be um, Oscar Isaac. Oh, yes. I have, I had Cynthia Erivo as, as Sarah. Sarah. And I had Leslie Odom Jr. as Cole House. So that's that's just my little cast. That would be great. I'm picturing like, picturing like a um I don't know, like a Dove Cameron as Evelyn Nesbitt. You know what I mean? See, I imagined I imagined a um a Florence Pugh. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm assuming all these people sing. That's always my first go to. Like <laughs> I need you to be able to sing as well, too. But um that w- I I I approve that too. That is good. <laughs> Well, she has like a like a husky alto, yes. but like I don't know, that could be fine. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I do like this. I, who would play like younger brother? It'd probably be like Ben uh, Platt or someone like that. No, <laughs> I know he's everywhere. He's everywhere. How, what do you he, feel about the Wicked casting? Can we talk about it? You know, it's so funny. We just talked about that on my oh, other recording okay. I did today. I am very happy with it. I think after all this time, I'm I'm happy this is where we landed. I am thrilled for Cynthia Erivo. I, mm. I think that is like pitch perfect, perfect. intended casting. Um, I... I think Ariana Grande is great. I I'm I'm hoping that she can take a little bit of like pop star Ariana Grande and kind of you know erase a little bit of those tendencies and really lean yeah. into Glinda. And I'm really interested to because I mean that's speaking of like sort of soprano y that's a hard role. Oh you yeah, have to be able. I think to it's harder than Alphabet. everything. Yeah, I don't in know. in terms of like acting like the acting journey that character has to go on. Yeah. She's definitely. I definitely am like. Cynthia, I can see the performance in my head, and oh, like yeah. she's gonna be great. But like, I'm not worried about nope. anything with her. Ariana is definitely the one. Like, she'll be the surprise. Um, yeah, I I'm, like, I'm still, I'm excited yes. to see what she brings. Absolutely, I know everyone's up in arms about uh, what's his oh, face as Doctor Dillamond. Oh, I can't even, wait. What? Oh, wait, what? excuse me. Um, wh- I, has it happened? Um, James Corden, it was cast. No. no. Oh, it's not been cast. I think people are afraid it's going to happen. Okay, and this is. I but mean, I don't think the director. W- I think we would sooner get like Lin Manuel Miranda as Doctor Delaman than than we would get Jordan's Corden. I yeah. I in my mind, like I, this is like you know it's all over TikTok and Instagram and Ugh. everything, and there's already petitions happening. But like, <laughs> I thought it already was like sealed. I thought he was cast. Um, oh so God! I if hope I'm, not. I hope I'm wrong because I, I'm feeling a little fatigue from him. <laughs> I don't even hate the guy, but I'm definitely tired of him. Yeah, I... And Dr. Dillman sucks anyway. 
but like yeah, so it doesn't make like why even do that like why make it worse yeah i just i hate that he's like the go-to musical theater guy when there's just like so many other people that could be a viable option for that but i don't know business I digress. do you have anyone that would be a dream wizard oh that's interesting um no okay <laughs> yeah I, I was just trying to think of someone that's like around joel gray's age that would yeah, be... I have like I have like two that circle in my brain. Like it's either Victor Garber or like a Martin Short. Oh, I love a Victor Garber. That would be lovely. He's he's the best. That would be. Cool. He's like a warm hug. Yes, that's my vote. A warm like hug that. of a gay man. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a couple more questions for you, and these are all Ina related questions, and that's what the episode has become, yes. and that's fine. I'm ready. So. Do you have any of Ina's cookbooks? I do. I have, I think, five or six of them, and I cannot mm, remember I which like ones I have. Yeah. Um, and I am ashamed to admit that I don't make as much Ina recipes as I mm-hmm. should. I'm more of like, I'm the guy who like buys books to read and then never reads them. <laughs> but um, I'm right. glad that they're there. They are prominently displayed you know, in my kitchen. That's where I would do my Ask Ina <laughs> video. Right. I would have them yeah. all displayed. Yeah, you have you have the shot set up. Yes, yes. But I do have... Will that bring... Mm-hmm. Well, that's sort of transition to my next question. Do you have a favorite Ina recipe that you actually have prepared? Once upon a time, I made the noodle kugel, um, which is such a random recipe. But I had it once. I was doing a show in Connecticut like many moons ago. And some uh, girl in my cast made it. And I was like, whoa, this is so <laughs> good and so bad for you. It's like a gallon of half and half and like <laughs> egg noodles and sugar and like golden raisins. And it sounds Jesus. terrible, but it is so good. It's like sweet and savory noodles. And I am just obsessed with it. So I, I think beyond that, like, one of the best things I've eaten, which maybe is your next question, um, is is like her chocolate cake in any form. Like oh my cupcakes. God. Um, I just think it's like foolproof. Um, I've eaten it several times at birthday parties, and it's it's great. The, I'll tell you the thing that she. It's I can't remember which book it's in. I think it might be. Oh, I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head, but it's her baked chocolate pudding. Ooh. Which, oh my god. It's it's just, it's it, it, it's the perfect, like, fall, winter, like, it's freezing outside. I'm going to curl up with, like, this fucking pudding and a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of it. And it's just, you're in for a good night and you're going to fall asleep on the couch. That that's sounds okay. so good. It's because you, cause you, you, like, scrape the entire, like, insides of a whole vanilla bean into it. And mm. it's just, it's... This I can I I have like sense memory of the smell when it's but it's like about thirty minutes in and just it's I recommend making it it's it's truly uh amazing I've also made her boeuf bourguignon more times than I can even count ooh nice that always scares me because I feel like it takes so long but I feel like it doesn't if I'm if I know Ina she's cut some corners. it's not that bad yeah. Because the longest part is just waiting for it in the oven. Yeah. But that's kind of perfect for me because then it's like, cool, dinner will be ready in like an hour and a half. So I'm going to go, you know, honestly, probably watch TV on the couch. Yeah. Have a glass of wine. Yeah. Get ready for it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's such a crowd pleaser because it's uh, the depth of flavor 
is so amazing. And the best part is just having some crostini bread to dip into oh, it yes. and, and people go ham. Yes. I love a good anything like dipping bread into something mm. is gonna be gonna be an apple. You know what's so funny? You know, I love cooking, I love entertaining people, I love having dinner parties. And I find as I get older that so many of the basic principles of Ina Garten like keeping things simple, like not going too crazy, are all very, very true. Because when I tell you one of the biggest crowd pleasers I make for people is also one of the easiest things in the world. It is literally just when I make like a seasoned dipping oil and just surround it with bread. Yeah. That thing gets cleared out. Oh yeah. I would be so into that, especially if you just bought like a nice loaf of bread too. It's like simple recipes, good ingredients is like the backbone of Ina. It's so funny. They're like, what's in this? I'm like, it's literally olive oil and like six different herbs yeah. and and some salt. And, and that's all it is. And people act like it is like liquid <laughs> crack is truly crazy. It sounds so good. And it was no work. Yeah. I'm, it's making me hungry now just thinking of it. I mean, it was, it was bound to happen yeah, talking about all I this know, food. I know, I know. So I guess my last question for you before I let you go, yeah. um, who would be, other than Ina, of course, who would be a dream guest for you to have on The Good Vanilla? Oh my gosh. I think it would be one of the side characters. Like, I would, mm. I mean, TR would be great just because, like, he's so handsome and I feel like I would, <laughs> I would be able to, I would be nervous to talk to him, but I feel like he would have such good insight on like his journey of knowing Ina and he would be great on a mic, obviously. And, and he would no. be able to have that conversation. He has a good podcast voice. Yeah. I feel like he's so mellow and so seasoned and like, I, I think that is my choice. Like, I feel like anyone else would probably be great. Like if Michael, the florist <laughs> wants to be on, like by all means. Oh, yes. Michael. Um, but I, I think that TR would be number one for me. I, I'm trying to think of anyone outside of the ionosphere. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as far as dream guests, it would be it would be TR. I mean, the, what a what a treat! What a treat to talk to that beautiful man. Yeah, I just saw him today. Someone sent me an ad today. I, it wasn't LL Bean, but it was some other. <laughs> He's he he gets around. He was wearing this beautiful like he blue plaid shirt. He still does that modeling. He's still at it. Yeah, he is peak. If anything, he's just like. He's aged like a fine wine. It's infuriating. But um, of course, I wish him well and come on the podcast, CR. <laughs> I'll welcome you with open arms. In a perfect world, I would love to see like a like a like a a mini series about Ina when she was like in her like I don't know like late 30s early 40s like still running the like specialty food shop like I want to see all of that I want to see young TR yes I need to see that photo album of like because I feel like a lot of people just forget too that she's worked her ass off like with that specialty yeah. food store for years and had no idea what she was doing so I think and I am interested in that story. She talks about it. I've seen her live in Pittsburgh twice. She just basically is interviewed oh. by someone on stage. And it's great. And they play like her theme music when she comes out. And it's all the oh. gays and all the gals. And um, that salt and pepper grinder music. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. But I, you know, she talks about it. But like, I wish she would talk more about it. Like, because I'm, I'm interested in like, you know, was she ever scared that it wouldn't work out? Or, you know, mm. like, how did you do it? Like, 
how did you know who to hire and how the ins and outs of it? But she goes into it a little bit. Um, but yeah. yeah, I I'm very much interested in that too. Like I want a full like prestige yes. Hulu miniseries, <laughs> like becoming like, I know. you know barefoot contessa starring like melanie linsky like you know i have to see the whole thing in my head oh i would love that like a four-part <laughs> series oh i mean give us at least six yeah and like have me as one of the talking heads like please please let's manifest that because <laughs> i love with it's, it's like this little like dark secret like the the time at the store which is like i remember at the store we would be peeling potatoes all afternoon and i'm like tell me everything i want to yeah. know what was how big was the store how much room was there was there a break room oh the break room at the barefoot contessa with the, <sighs> like and i feel like it's like how she met like everyone in east hampton because like i'm sure for catering and events like you have to know a florist you have to know a designer you have to like <laughs> you have to know all the gays you know and that's you have to know to a gay you, if you, you live in the hamptons gotta get a gay. i i feel like um <laughs> That's probably how she built that net built that network, which is something I've actually never thought about before. Look at us mm. discovering new things about Ina, or at least speculating. I'm gonna manifest this this, uh, this miniseries. Yes, yes. I'm gonna make it happen. Even as a documentary miniseries, I just need something that really gives us. I'm hoping she gets her like prestige moment where you know we really examine the life of Ina Gardner. Yeah, like a Kennedy's Kennedy Center honors. Oh, please. Her sitting on the balcony please. with that rainbow <laughs> necklace. Make a way for that to happen. What would be I want her to like just to have a musical tribute for like no reason. Yes, and I'll sing Back to Before from Ragtime. <laughs> and it'll be choreographed by Rob Marshall, her yes, dear friend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, Nick, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and support you online? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they can follow me, or not follow me, but they can listen to my other two podcasts. Of course, the aforementioned The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, where I just I just pick random episodes. I thought about going in order, but um, I made a chart this week of just like yeah. how many episodes I have left. I have a lot, so uh, you know, it's a five-year <laughs> commitment, really. Um, mm. But of course, go listen to that and uh, my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, which is where my co-host Colin Drucker and I talk about best supporting actresses ranging from movies and TV and Broadway and beyond. It's a lot of fun. And uh, and then you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kochanov. Lovely. And they should. Yes, this was so fun. Thank you for asking me to be um, on the pod. I could talk about Ina oh, any hour of the day for as long as you like. So this has been this has been great. We've been talking about um, horror movies a lot lately, so I was I was ready for a break. <laughs> so I thought a trip to the Hamptons would be good. Uh, yes, a good cleanse. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, I hope you have a lovely evening. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks again. Mm-hmm.